Before we begin today's episode, we have to give our shout-outs to our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen of Hansen Screen Printing, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrandt, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Whalen, Zach Duren, Daniel, and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for supporting our podcast. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. And uh, we are your hosts, as always. I'm Eric. And I'm Russ. And today we have a truly fantastic, uh, you know, just a, a youthful episode. We're talking about uh, a beautiful company that made uh, some yo-yos. You may you may have walked a dog. You may have walked a dog. You might have uh, around the, the cradle, world. You around may have the around world. the world. You might have done them all. You might have done it all. This is Duncan Yo-Yos, oh. and this was a uh, suggestion by a uh, a Patreon. In fact, uh, Nate Hansen. Thank you, Nate. He said, uh, "Dude, I'd like to hear a little bit more about the history of Duncan Yo-Yos in the state of Wisconsin," and I uh, I kindly obliged. I said, "Who am I to keep that from you? Let's let's tell you." All about the the history that the Duncan Yo-Yo has with our state. So we're going to do that. And also coming up, we've got music from, holy shit. We're going back in time. The Cordettes. This is going to be kind of like that Kobayashi guy we were talking about a few episodes Kobayashi. ago about his OWI. <laughs> all right. He's looking at about three different uh, things all at once. His eyes are all mangled and tangled and fucked. So he's we're going to the left eye here, looking into the past. The right eye's going to the future. Yeah, so we're like we're going exactly. to le- we're going left eye here. We're left talking eye, TLC. Nineteen fifties. We're talking about Don't the go Cordettes. chasing waterfalls. Don't go chasing waterfalls. TLC it. Yep. All right. And um, and as far as the future, we are gonna feature not only a beer review on today's episode. What? But also another episode or another edition rather of the infamous How Many Logos You Have. Tell me more. Shit. Um, so that's all future in this episode. And uh, we're going to dive you know, back into the past here in a little bit on the Dunkin' Yo-Yos. But before we do all of that, uh, we did want to just give you that greasy sales pitch. If you could, leave us a review of some sort. Uh, give us that five-star action on whatever platform you listen to. That's going to help us greatly. And uh, that will just infiltrate more of the algorithm and get into more people's uh, podcasts, I guess. Um if you can, please go to wisconsindrunkenhistory.com. Uh, there you can find links to our Patreon, uh, which is where you can, you know, just become basically the, uh, the, the best fan that there is, which is uh, the type that pays us and funds the whole thing. I mean, you can be ultimate member five bucks, right? Like yeah, that's, that's, the price, member, five that's, bucks. that's the price of a pint at a bar. Yeah. Like we'd be basically, sitting at a bar, buy me a pint, yeah. go to Starbucks. You're going to spend eight bucks on a, on a coffee, right? You know, yep. so it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. It really does help us out. Like we said, we've always said this, like none of our, we don't get any money from the listens no. at this point because of the copyright. We're, we're kind of screwed because of it. Oh, you're bankrupt. 
Mm-hmm. Is that why you're sipping brews over there? All right. Yeah. You, you, you're swallowing your sadness. All right. <laughs> Keep on. <laughs> so that's the thing. Is it like it, it just gives you the opportunity as a listener to say, I really do appreciate uh, the podcast and here's a little bit of money for it. Um, the other thing that you can do is the T public site. Again, that's going to be the, the main way that you can sport our logo. Not only are you giving us a few dollars, uh, after you buy a t-shirt or a sweatshirt or whatever, but then after the fact, everybody's going to see your shirt and be like, where the fuck is that for? That's awesome. That's pretty sweet. Sick. That's logo. pretty rad, man. That's a sick logo. And you're supporting the boys. Supporting the boys that are down here in this basement. Hanging with the boys. Hanging with the boys. And, uh, so with all that being uh, done and out of the way here, we're going to talk a little bit about um, Dunkin' Yo-Yos, which, um, Russ, I-, I know you had um, a world-famous Dunkin' Yo-Yo, right? Yeah, you know what? I had a Dunkin' Yo-Yo with the uh, bearing in it so you could like, spin it a little longer. Yeah. So I used to try tricks. I was never very good. I did have a friend, Chris, yes. who was like, he was a Dunkin' Yo-Yo Mole champion. Mole something, Chris Mole. Chris Mulhall. Mulhall, yeah. And he was like a Dunkin' champion, dude. I mean, the guy is awesome. I think he even has tricks named after him. He's just an amazing yeah. Yo-Yoist. But I did not know its roots here in Wisconsin. Yeah, so, uh, you know, my history with Dunkin' Yo-Yos, it was a big thing back when I was in middle school. And we would uh, even have, like, trading. Like, you would get a Dunkin' Yo-Yo that was, like, green and had the butterfly on it. And you'd trade it to your buddy who's got this, you know, pink one that you really liked and you'd just swap. Yo- they were like 40 went bucks pink. too. You went pink, dude. Remember that though? They oh were like, yeah, they were expensive. You could get them at Toys R Us and they were like 40 or 45 but, bucks. But it's because they had the bearings of the tricky Yeah. Others. I mean, like these were like the separated, they weren't just plastic where they go up and down. And these you know, were like the big dogs. You know what the trick was that you could do? Was you could unscrew the two pieces of the yo-yo where the string goes around like the little pinion. And uh, in order to access the bearings, and you could put a little bit of um, instrument uh, lube that oh, you would yeah. use for like your uh, trumpets and shit. You're going red green on this. You're going to WD-40 this month? Yes. Okay. And nice. What was nice is that the instrument lube was great to uh, also not uh, 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 like rust. It was an anti-rust kind of thing too. So you could put as much on there as you wanted to, and it wasn't going to hinder their performance uh, at all. You're it always going to be a slick total rick. Lube, slick rick. So... This brings us all the way back to uh, about the nine. I think this is like in 1946, but we're gonna we're gonna jump in here. Um, did you know that the world's most famous yo-yo, the famous toy, uh, that Duncan yo-yo, was actually produced in Wisconsin for most of its existence? That's pretty awesome. That's pretty rad. Yeah. And the Duncan Company, uh, desiring better access to Wisconsin's hard maple timber resources actually built a plant in Luck, Wisconsin, which is in 1946, and producing millions of wooden yo-yos for children around the world. Cool. So everybody played with these things uh, all over the entire world. And Luck is pretty small. Luck is very small. I can't believe they had that and, in, and our, in Luck, Wisconsin. our hard timber, which, you know, we're known for our hard wood here. Oh, yeah. We're um, all rigid. Rigid. Just rock hard wood. And, uh, you know, that was back in the day. Early, early, you know, yo-yo production, hardwood, great stuff, right? Well, after that, you know, uh, years later, the the Flambeau Products Corporation of Baraboo, Wisconsin, actually purchased the Duncan brand and continued to make plastic yo-yos in Wisconsin until the late eight ni- 1990s, rather. These are probably um, the ones we had yes. growing up because we were kids. In the we were ni- kids like, in the nineties. In the nineties, yeah. And this is late nineties, so we're talking, you know, anywhere from like ninety five. I mean, to we were like we were like twelve, thirteen, maybe at the yeah. late nineties. Yeah. So. And um, so the Duncan uh, Butterfly 
uh, was actually a yo-yo that was used as a prop in a lot of television promotions uh, for the Wisconsin Lottery, uh, which was around uh, 88 to 95. Pretty young then. Yes. I didn't get to play lottery at that time. I wasn't doing lottery, that's for <laughs> I was, sure. I was a little tight. You and I were definitely not gambling at that point. Well, gambling with other things probably. We were gambling with like our bike tricks and shit, doing skateboards and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess. <clears throat> I mean, 88, I was just born, so I wasn't gambling a fucking anything at that point. I was late 80s myself. But 1995, I was definitely doing dumb shit all the time on a bike. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so yo-yos actually date all the way back to ancient Egypt, but the Duncan story actually began in Santa Monica, California. That was in the 1920s. Um, Philippine uh, immigrants, uh, uh, Pedro Flores, worked as a hotel bellhop and uh, liked to play with his yo-yo, which meant come, come, which is the what yo-yo is, uh, Jesus, stands for. Greasy. Come, come. Skeet, skeet. I did. <laughs> skeet, skeet. I'm done. I'm out. Um, and, and so that's in his native language. Uh, yo-yo means come, come. Uh, seeing that guests enjoyed watching him uh, actually play with his yo-yo, uh, Flores decided to open a yo-yo factory in 1929, becoming the first mass producer of this fucking toy. That's awesome. Um, the next year, Donald Duncan, founder of Good Humor Ice Cream. Which I still suck down. I still like Good Humor Ice Cream, man. Uh, he, he saw great potential in this toy and actually purchased Flores' business from him. Um, two years later, Duncan was awarded the trademark for the word yo-yo. So just like Frisbee is uh, more of a trademarked word, it's not a brand, um, yo-yo uh, was actually part of what Duncan you know, was able to uh, monopolize. Which you know, Nobody come, else come, can say it. A.K.A. Skeet Skeet. Skeet Skeet. We're going to play. Um, <laughs> so Duncan's yo-yo incorporated... Uh, the, the slip string, which is uh, consisting of a sliding loop around the axle instead of a not used uh, like in previous yo-yos. And we've all had the cheaper yo-yos. Where they go up, the down, knot. up, down, up, yeah. down. That's all they do. Right? And because there's no spinning uh, bearing that, that goes to the axle, they don't have the ability to do anything other than up and down. Mm-hmm. It's just using, uh, you know, whatever sort of uh, uh, mechanics uh, to just go up and down based on that knot and, and that center you know, axle with no bearings. So obviously these things uh, were, were highly engineered in my opinion uh, to be much better than its original uh, uh, prototype. Um, this allowed this uh, um, slip string method actually allowed the yo-yo to spin or sleep on the axle, which is what we're talking about where it doesn't just bounce right back. It just sits there. While sits. Just, yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and then, um, Instead of only spinning up and down, the yo-yo is now capable of doing a far greater number of tricks. Uh, Duncan promoted uh, his new and improved toy through creative marketing efforts, and the yo-yo became a huge hit during the 1930s. Um, you know, Today, obviously, I mean, it's still a huge hit, right? I mean, like if you can find a Duncan yo-yo, like you got, you were you were hot shit. In you can still, I think you can still buy Duncan yo-yos on like Amazon and shit, but I don't know if they're they're like an original. Um, I think somebody maybe purchased the name and just slaps it on with some silk screen or something, but you know, you get, you get yeah, the idea. Yeah, exactly. The name is still out there. Um, but I'm sure if you go to like eBay, they're you probably can still fine. I wish I still had mine and probably, probably worth find hundreds a lot. of dollars. I had one that lighted up. Did you ever dunk it up? Yeah. That was the sickest thing. Like had LEDs on motion. It didn't have LEDs, but there's some kind of lights in there. Like probably basically like Christmas lights or something, yep. but like it looks so sick because it's a, it's a clear see-through frame on either side of that axle. Yeah, exactly. It's very cool. Um, so in 1946, Duncan actually built a factory in Luck, Wisconsin, uh, an area rich in hard maple. Rigid. The, yeah. Very rigid. 
The factory cranked out 3,600 yo-yos per hour using millions of board feet, thus uh, earning the uh, tiny luck the name, uh, the nickname Yo-Yo Capital of the World. So such a small area, such a small town got such I know, a huge crazy. name based on this craze. You know, uh, the toy industry changed though uh, with the increased use of plastics and toy manufacturing, uh, and yo-yos were no exception. They went away from the wood uh, manufacturing, and in 1955, Duncan uh, actually contracted with Flambeau Products, a corporation in Baraboo, to make the first plastic yo-yos. By 1962, the Duncan Company alone sold a record four and a half million yo-yos. That's insane. Or for uh, 40, no, it's 45 million, not four and a half. Holy shit. So 45 million cum-cums were actually sold. (laughs) Skate, Um, skate. Skate, skate. Competing manufacturers actually fought for the right to use the word yo-yo to describe their toys. And in 1965, the Federal Court of Appeals actually ruled that Duncan's trademark of the word yo-yo was no longer valid. So unfortunately... They, they did lost lose. This one. They did lose the right to uh, exclusively use the word yo-yo. Um, but the long court battle, actually coupled with uh, diminishing profits, forced the company to declare bankruptcy. Three years later, uh, the Flambeau Products Co- uh, Corporation bought the name Duncan and all that the companies had for trademarks and everything. So they really they they took everything. Uh, in-house at Flambeau. So it was like the true Duncan at right. that point. Yeah. yeah, so soon after, Flambeau began actually producing its own line of all-plastic yo-yos. Today, they manufacture the 11 different models of Duncan yo-yos at their Columbus, Indiana plant. So Ooh. no longer here in the uh, in the Wisconsin area, but we know that the ties and the, the origination, uh, all those different things, right here. Yeah, I mean, who didn't play with a yo-yo? <laughs> you know Especially what I mean? a Duncan. I mean, I think that I'm, yeah, those are for like a while. the yo-yos to get. I mean, like there was I, like a lot of replicas and like cheap yes. ones you could get at like Family Dollar, or like you know the cheap stores where like mom would go because she couldn't afford the Duncan, so she'd go to Family Dollar, get yeah, like the five dollar model. Well, remember, I remember one time I, I had gotten one of the cheaper ones and uh, went to walk the dog. The minute that fucking yo-yo hit the the concrete, shattered. It just blew the, apart. It, yeah, it broke the plastic. Because the axle's probably cheap and just yeah. complete garbage. Well, you got to think those are threaded uh, sides, too. So, like, in order to thread right into plastic, you know, you got to have a pretty good product. And I think those ones that are, you know, dollar $5, I mean, they're just not solid. You know what's really cool, too, is, like, the Flambeau Products Company. Have yeah. you ever run the Lacta Flambeau? I have, it's yeah. It's huge. It's like a big ash area you I've can go camping to, and all uh, kinds of cool stuff. There's a up casino there. up there too, Lake oh, of yeah. the Torches. Yeah, oh yeah. Been up Heck there. Yeah. Oh, I've been up there, baby, and I've lost hundreds. More money than you want hundreds, to want to admit. <laughs> yeah. And I was up thousands and then lost You hundreds. lost it all? Dang, yeah. dude. You went hard. You were trying play, to go for the big dog. I was playing it's fine. Uh, you were trying to go for the big dog. I was it's playing right. roulette, you know. It, and I love roulette. Red black. Yep. You know, you could double you your money. You could bet the halfsies if you want. You could double your money quick. I bet inside. And I you go did? on corners. Oh yeah, I dude, I've won thousands on roulette. You done all right? Oh yeah, I remember the first the first big win I ever had was at a, uh, um, a table in in Las Vegas, and I had just set one on the corner of like four like, numbers, fifteen black. Let's just fucking hit it. I didn't. Happens. I didn't put it on you a number. Do a single. I put oh, it in no. the corner, so it's it's hitting four numbers. Yeah, yeah, and it pays a little bit less out. Uh, it's not like the one to thirty. Well, because you're putting like enough down on there, you're yeah. making some cash. That's nice, what I'm saying. Man. I put like a couple hundred bucks on this corner, and it hit one of the numbers, and it pays out like one to fifteen or something. Not bad. It's just great. Not bad. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. Um, but yeah, just awesome, man. I did not know that. Like this yeah. is really cool. Nate brought it to our attention. I had yeah. no idea that Duncan's were and made actually, in Wisconsin. 
a little bit late here, obviously, but uh, the the article a couple episodes ago of the drunk Miller Park guy uh, actually came from Nate as well. Um, Nate being our our biggest brewer fan, I think, of all time on this show. He was the one who, like, his dad made him bring beer in his backpack. In his little brewer's backpack or whatever it was, yeah. Um, So we featured Nate plenty of times on the show, and then also his business is uh, something that... um, it supports us. We support him and and it and, uh, you know we we scratch his back. He scratches ours. It's great. He's a great Patreon supporter, and uh, and comes up with you know these timeless uh, um, stories as well. You know that this isn't his first time bringing to our attention some sort of a, a topic that we absolutely have to cover. And I think again, you know, Duncan Yo-Yos uh, for for uh, at least Russ and I, the the fact that it was such a uh, a cool thing back in in middle school for us we were just so so enthralled you know by this whole thing the duncan imperial yo-yo uh and the duncan butterfly are literally the two best things they were pretty awesome if you had a duncan you were like top dog i mean they were so expensive that our mosque could never afford them so you get to like the knockoff brands you get one for like garbage. christmas they're complete you know? garbage too you know, like, it, yeah, that was definitely a Christmas present you wanted, but, like, you never knew if you were going to get the true Duncan. The true Duncan. Yeah. And that was the thing, you know, like, my parents didn't have a ton of money either. And so we were like, if we opened up a, a gift on Christmas or my birthday and I saw a Duncan Imperial or a Duncan Butterfly, that changed, like, the whole next few months of my life. You were top dog. Pe- people were. You brought exactly. them to school and you had that, like, see through plastic and you were just like, check this out. Beaches. Quiet as fuck. Check this out, bitches. Just spun for days. Yeah. You walk into dog, and these guys are like, oh, man, one time I can't I had do to this. Tell my freaking family dollar. Yeah. I told the teacher one time, I was like, I can't come in for lunch. My yo-yo is still down. My cum-cum is still down. <laughs> you I can't do it. Skeeting in the freaking Right in the backyard <laughs> playground, of, the, dude. of the middle school, yeah. Um, very cool uh, uh, ties, too, to the state. It completely changed the uh, the the economy of luck, Wisconsin as well. I mean, there's literally a picture when you, when you search up uh Duncan yo-yo images um, of, of a big wooden yo-yo sitting outside and it's got Duncan. And then it says, you know, luck, Wisconsin and it's giant. Yeah. For um, sure. Very cool. Uh, very, very uh, proud. I'm proud to say that uh, this, this timeless classic was, uh, was so solely tied to Wisconsin and has such deep roots here. Uh, ranging, you know, all the way back to the 20s and 30s. It's fucking awesome. So now on to our Wisconsin music segment, which... Uh, We're doing a throwback. We are. This is about as big of a throwback as we've ever, we've ever done. I mean, I mean, like, this band, like, not a lot of people know about, but they had some of the biggest hits of the time. Everybody's heard a song by them. Oh, yeah, for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, guaranteed. Um, I mean, if you've ever listened to music ever in your entire life or seen a movie, um, you're going to have heard... The uh, something by the Cordettes. Yeah, so the Cordettes were from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Obviously, kind of like you get the traditional pop doo-wop, I guess you would call it, kind of a classical uh, vocal vocalist, I guess you would call it. Vocalist. It, was, it, was, it was all vocal arrangements, essentially, because um, it, back in this time, it was, it was really hard to um, record music for and sure. especially yeah. instruments uh when you got this many people in a band too i mean because you're yeah. doing over you're, you're, you're basically live recording, overdubbing yeah you're live recording live. um you know four vocalists sitting around a microphone uh which is great uh but this yeah so i mean the the ladies that are in this band uh are are all 
basically just Wisconsin residents. Uh, I, I mean, and and so we've got like, um, who is that? Alice May Bushman, uh, Spielvogel, uh. Dorothy, Dottie, uh, Schwartz, uh, Ginny, Osborne. That's Wisconsin as a kid. Yeah, man. like these um, names, dude. Oh, just, man. just so, such great, uh, such great music that that came out of this yeah, era. Yeah, and how many well. covers have come from these songs? I mean, a like, uh, like tons. Mr. Sandman, Lollipop. Everybody's done that. Yeah. I mean, everyone has done those. Even I think the Ventures did Sandman. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. With the guitars, which is pretty incredible. And I me. heard Metallica. Uh, yeah, for enter sure. Enter Sandman. They took that from that. I'm just kidding. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, you know, Russ kind of mentioned the 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 two top uh, amazing ones. Uh, I mean, those are the Sandman two big and hits. Lollipop. Yeah, I mean, there are two um, two big hits of that time period, and we're talking about like the early late 50s, early 60s era. Yeah. Which is kind of that more vocal range, just before the Beatles and kind of the rock band thing. So. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of these ladies, you know, they they, uh, they're, they're most of them have died. Of course, um, this. I mean, at that point, I mean, those is, are like, yeah, for sure. We're talking, you know, individuals that were born in like nineteen, uh, the nineteen teens, you know, nineteen ten, eleven, twelve, for sure. thirteen, fourteen. And I mean, this is like, um, you know, I I, I want to bring it more into modern terms. Like, it could literally be if you if any of you play Fallout, this could totally be on the Fallout radio. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For like sure. this music is like that genre. Well, what was a couple of the big movies? Uh, um, Pleasantville was one of them. That oh yeah, featured I think some they had lollipop on that one. Um, lollipop, lollipop, and then uh, even even uh, Back to the Future. Yeah, for uh, sure. Oh, on, yeah. on that uh, on that scene when he's in the fucking old ice cream soda shop. But like nobody realizes it's from Wisconsin, and yeah. that's what we had to feel. Like we love doing the throwbacks. I mean, I obviously we're huge music fans, yep. so like we got to do some throwbacks. Yeah. So we've actually chosen to do Mr. Sandman. Uh, you probably the most classic Cordette song. You've heard it, uh, and and I apologize ahead of time if you if you hate it and you don't want to listen to it again. We're gonna play it because skip, skip ahead about five minutes. And you won't have to listen to it. Yeah, it's it's an absolutely amazing track uh, from uh, you know the the three or four amazing vocalists that are in the Cordettes, and uh, I, mean, I, like, I absolutely love uh, I absolutely love the history on this. And I love this time of music, like even the Andrews Sisters. You know, oh, just, we have so many different ones. That there's we, a lot, like even the, Les Paul, like Ink the early spots, Les Paul stuff, is, like Nacking Cole. We're talking like yeah. this period, which is just incredible to me. But yeah. Um, so we're going to jump right in. We're going to throw, uh, throw cordettes, Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips. Like roses and clover bum, 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 bum. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over Sandman, I'm so alone bum, 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 bum. Don't have nobody to call my own bum, 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 bum. Please turn on your magic beam Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream bum, 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 bum. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him the word that I'm not a rover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are over. Sandman, I'm so alone. Don't have nobody to call my own. Please turn on. 
So that was the Cordettes, a classic vocal ensemble. You know what's from, crazy? Uh, There's only a couple Wisconsin. of instruments in there. It's mostly all vocal. Yeah, there's a, a good amount of the bass. The bum, 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 ding, 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 You got a trumpet in there. The trum- Maybe yeah. a xylophone for like in the beginning, and that's right. about it. Which it's all and vocals then, and otherwise. And then the brushes on the drums. Yeah. Basically a, a snare, uh, a snare, a hi-hat, and a bass drum, and I'm sure that's actually all he had in front of him. Probably. A lot of times vocal bleed and uh, and microphone bleed, with especially drums, uh, you want to uh, eliminate the amount of drums you have in the room if you don't need them because uh, as you hit a snare, you're going to get bleed from like a, a tom or, or a bass drum. So you want to eliminate the amount of stuff you have in the room if you don't need it. So... Uh, you know, recording wise, this is probably a real task. I mean, I've been in yeah, some of the sure. oldest recording studios in America with, uh, with going to Nashville and, uh, um, and some other sites that I visited as well. Very cool. But you think about in terms of, you know, like where we recorded awesome, modern place, perfect for the acoustics, perfect for the surrounding, uh, awesome dampening and barriers and things. And then think of that, uh, the fact that none of those places had that. For sure. <laughs> like, exactly. it's so, so fucking crazy to me. And I mean, like, when you think about, like, really what it, what, what it comes down to is you need a bass, a snare, hi-hat, and some kind of cymbal. I mean, like, polka bands, it's all they yeah. have. Some of the polka bands, it's all they feature. There's it's nothing else. There's no floor they toms. They always use crash no rides. No toms. It's just literally Big simple. 20 to 25-inch crash rides. That, yeah, it's just super simple yeah. kits, you know? And always using brushes. For sure. Yeah. Because then you can use the other side of the brush. Um, in order to get a harder hit if you need. Like, I always use the peg end to, like, hit a cymbal a little yeah, bit harder yeah. if I need to. But, yeah, brushes are really cool. And in that song uh, alone, you you hear the brushes on the hi-hats and the snare a but lot. But from the bratwurst capital of the world. The, Sheboygan. Uh, Sheboygs. And we're going to keep it right there, actually. We yeah, got the we, actually beer have segment. A, we actually have a Sheboygan beer today, which yeah. is pretty awesome. And I didn't even, like, kind of put the two together until we kind of started looking. So today we got the uh, Three Sheeps Armchair Quarterback, and this one is a copper lager. It's a and copper obviously, lager. Like, who isn't an armchair quarterback? We're all like, you fucking oh, up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Aaron like, Rodgers, you cocksucker. And this one is an easy-drinking lager that pours rich copper color and has a delicious malty backbone. It's a beer brewed with sports fans in mind, so grab one and cheer on your favorite team. Obviously, the favorite the team being the Packers, because there's yeah. a lot of green and yellow on the can. Da-da-dun, da-da-dun. Nice. And actually, you know what's cool is they actually have on the can, there's a lot of footballs, and they actually have kind of like the X's and O's, the playbook look like to the it, playbook, yep. which is pretty cool. And obviously the three, th- the, the three sheeps logo where you got the sheep in there. You know what I'm I talking love, about? I love three sheeps. I think we've talked about it a number of times. I, I know we didn't give them any love on the radio when we were uh, over in Waukesha, um, W-A-U-K. Um, but we, yeah, we do love these guys. We do love three sheeps. I, I, I can't. 
I honestly can't think of another brewery that's uh, in that area that I like uh, quite as much as that. The Sheboygan area has a few breweries, but Three Sheeps is really knocking it out of the park. Do you park. remember? I think it was on 102.1, which is like may, many of you probably don't know, but it's a local radio station, but they had that so Sheboygan, which was like a crazy news article mm-hmm. from Sheboygan. Do you remember that? I do. I don't know if it's still around anymore. Yeah. Is it? I don't have 102.1 anymore. Because I don't know you're, if it is. Because you're down in the southern part now. Yeah, I don't have that station yeah. that comes in. But do they still have how that so Sheboygan, which was like a crazy news article? They do They do have something similar, but it's not. they don't call it... Uh, um, that so Sheboygan. They, they don't do so Sheboygan anymore, but... There's other radio stations, 96.5. It's uh, kind of like your Florida man, but the Wisconsin exactly. version. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, and WKLH 96.5 does the same thing. Now, these are all radio stations in the Milwaukee area that I'm Yeah, which many to. of you probably don't have. You but. might not. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. might not have. But you can always Just go onto their website and you can actually totally stream Totally regional. You can stream their stuff live, though, which is rad. I, that's actually one of the things that I like most about the technology that we've that we've gained in radio oh yeah with the, the iheart too and the iheart radio yep. i listen to often because you can get like california so you can yeah. get like a heads up on the new stuff coming out before it well, gets like, here you know how you and i would always hear about the the station out of california called k-rock oh yeah uh where all of the the you know our favorite punk bands were playing live on k-rock or they were they were uh debuting their newest song on k-rock and it would only be on that one station for sure um that to me is is a huge accomplishment in in the technology. I remember like being a heads up because of iHeart, and I remember telling like singing songs that people were like this is it's a brand new song, it's not even yeah. out yet. And you're like, like, yeah, no, because I, know. I heard it on iHeart Radio. I got it. Yeah. So, but yeah, this one is a copper. You were like, Fuck you, you dork. Pretty much. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So this one was a uh, copper lager or a lager coming in at five percent ABV. It's actually a seasonable uh, seasonal availability so yeah. you got to get this one now while it's still out yep um it's a great brew and obviously the packers go pack go always we'll oh. never change that stance yep. this hop is a ctz hop but actually pretty minimal on the ibu scale it's more of like a multi kind of beer more yeah. of your more of your lager flavor and we've talked about yeah. the different types of yeast there's the ale yeast which takes like a hotter and you got your lager which is more of the colder yeast which actually yep. needs more of the colder this is more of a seasonal beer right mm-hmm and and it's uh, I think it's got good body to it. I don't think it's uh, it's it's not overly malty or hefty. It's a great beer. It's got uh, the the right flavors and a great carbonation to it too. I know that that's one thing that you and I look at a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I like if that a beer is totally under carb carbonated, you can kind of get um, too much of this like nauseating uh, uh malt flavor. You got to have the right amount of carbonation to to help balance and uh uh three sheeps again is just uh that's like the the lakefront of the north like three sheeps just does oh, amazing sure. beers like the northeast for sure it's like yeah. one of the beers and like yep. you you know it's crazy like be like balling the queen like they got so many good beers that i really enjoy that i've had from them i don't think i've had like that what is it hazy coast ipa or whatever yeah. that is like they just have like the good beers chaos it's a chaos something just a great beer and you yeah. know when it when it comes to Sheboygan, I mean, obviously the Browers capital of the world. It it doesn't get more Wisconsin than Sheboygan to me. Yeah, no, and and I think uh, the you know one of the things that uh, is cool about that area, I remember um, driving up there, and you kind of hit the Sheboygan area, and and even though it's like not super north, you know, it's it's north, but it's, it's like north. mid mid state north, but it's right? northeast mid state right. north, yeah. But still, the the person that's there. Um, the the people that you that you meet uh, walking into a fucking quick trip, they're the type that uh, you know they'll hold the door for you, 
and they'll make small talk. How you doing? You, know, you surviving the cold day? Eh? And it's great. Yeah, it's kind of like the Manitowoc area, Sheboygan. Yes, like, exactly. You, Chilton, like just that south area. of uh, of of Green Bay. You know, before you really start. But north getting of in Milwaukee. There. North of Milwaukee, yeah. Uh, really great beer and three sheeps, of course. Uh, we, we absolutely uh, we absolutely support everything they do. We drink their beer and uh, we enjoy every fucking minute of it. Yeah, I even I think had they have a, a new I tap even, room up there, right? They do, yeah, and I even had a bad beer from them at all. I mean, like there has been like nothing but good things to say about them. To be honest, yeah. And again, if you if you get a chance uh, to visit them, um, again, they're um, they're they're fresh coast. Uh, they're uh, that's what uh, it is. Fresh coast. Fresh coast was the one I was thinking. Water about. slides, which is an IPA that they do. Uh, so many really great beers that I can't even remember all of them. I'm 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 really trying my best to try to rack my We've brain. We've had so but, many beers on this podcast; um, it's hard to remember them all. I mean, it's of, hard. To, we even had 134 unique beers, which is just 136 and more because the, the 136 advent, now plus plus the advent calendars. So yeah. we're talking like 200 beers. We're talking yeah, easily 200 beers. Now three sheep's again. You know they make some really cool uh, beers, but then also I don't I don't think they get enough credit for this, but um. The the merch that they have in their shop is fucking amazing. It has some pretty cool one stuff. One of one of my friends, Emily, actually has a like mustard colored sweatshirt, just like a normal crew neck looking sweatshirt that has three sheeps on it, and uh, it is absolutely one of the most amazing looking sweat or sweaters that I've seen. It's a it actually just has a a number three on it. And it, it, it's fucking phenomenal. I think they just come out with some of the really cool and, stuff. And they actually have cribbage boards. What's, what's more oh. unique than Wisconsin and cribbage? You know what I mean? Other than, I mean, cribbage and euchre are like... Oh, yeah. Those I are mean, like Wisconsin, fucking, sheep's head. There should you, be you know? an Olympics <laughs> of just Wisconsin, which yeah, is... Yeah, there's like sheep's head and like some of those Swiss games kind of in the south more, but they, mm-hmm. they're all like huge in the state. I mean, when you're up at deer camp, what are you going to do? You play cribbage. Yeah. You, you eat uh, well, meat you got and your, cheese, beer, meat and cheese. You wait for the deer to come in. You and, and your three buddies, you know, sit there and play euchre. And uh, and try to beat the guy next to you, you know, the team next to you, rather. Uh, Euchre is one of those games that, growing up, my family played so much, so much. My my uh, my dad, and um, and like one of my really good friends, uh, their dad, were partners, and they were the best. They could turn tricks like you wouldn't even imagine. And I don't mean like tricks as in hose and pimping and that kind of shit, but tricks as in uh, euchre, you know. And, if they um, got holes, no one's judging them, though. No, no. Okay. And uh, it's just really cool. It's 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 a, a totally unique Wisconsin thing. And Three Sheeps has been doing it for uh, for the better part. And they're making great beer. They're they're putting out really great apparel. And uh, like like Russ said too, um, the different gear that they have is what they call it. You know, they're different. We we love tins here down in the in the uh, studio down. Oh in yeah, the we WVH. definitely have some for some of our favorite breweries that yeah. we've been to, like Third Space. New Glarus, Third but, Space. I mean, mostly local ones that they've invited us over. But if hey, if Three Sheeps invites us, we're definitely getting one for the studio here. I'm I'm just gonna buy one online and I'm okay, gonna get yeah, it here. Do it. Yeah. We'll um, put it up in the studio here. It's only twenty five bucks for a nice Three Sheeps tin tracker or tacker rather. Um, we're gonna put it up in the studio. This is just what we do. I uh, I absolutely love. Um, I, I love being able to support somehow. Yeah, and, local is all, is all what it's all about. Right, and and eventually when we do a video version of this podcast, which God, I mean, after three years, if we have, we've been already, talking about it. Um, we we're going to invest in some mirrorless cameras, uh, you know, from Panasonic or whatever the fuck, and um, 
we're gonna do some cool shit. Uh, and especially with this new space, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fancy this place up too much because I I love the fact that it's a basement. I think Wisconsin needs a basement, but oh, I don't sure. I don't need it to look like my my living room. You know, I think I think more we'd like to frame it in and maybe a little more sound penetrate like sound dampening. I don't even think I'm gonna do that anymore. You're just gonna leave it open. Look, you're just this. going for it. It's amazing. It yeah, sounds great. It's nice. Yeah, it sounds great. It's clean and crisp. I, I think we put complain about that. I think we put some of that barrelful down here uh, in order to to sound dampen it just even just that little bit more so that way we have it. Uh, so you can't hear the dogs barking, which you probably have in this episode. <laughs> um, but y- you get that more, uh, that little bit of sound transparency. And I think we put up some shiplap on the, the areas oh, yeah. that aren't concrete. For sure. Let's do that, man. Yeah. And then we got to get a dartboard down here. Oh, guaranteed. You and yeah. I got to be playing darts every once in a while. We got to eat some meat and cheese and just throw We got to get a charcuterie board. Yeah. And, uh, and eat, eat some meats and fucking throw some darts, man. But again, that was armchair quarterback, which is the best oh, name because I am a total amazing. armchair quarterback. Total. <laughs> and I love Three Sheeps, so uh, definitely go and check this one out. You know, Three Sheeps is available pretty much anywhere throughout the state. I've yeah. seen it at Woodman's, Sendix. They have complete distribution across the state at least wisconsin for sure that we know of but uh yeah again the armchair quarterback uh pilsner this one's coming in uh from three sheeps from sheboygan so go and check it out grab a seat gather around join us for a chat how many locos you have all right folks you know what that means and uh new year brings new drunk driving Unfortunately. Right? Yeah, so Unfortunately. this is our famous segment, the How Many Locals yeah. segment, brother. So we've got another one here, and this one is uh, a Wisconsin woman gets OWI, gets another on her way home from jail. Great job. Um, no responsible parties took her home. She decided, oh, hey, you want to know what? I'm just going to go chop <laughs> my car and do this, so let's go. Apparently she just figured this was the, the way to do it, right? Um this is a headline almost too crazy to believe. Uh, a woman from Wisconsin is being accused of drunk driving not only once, but twice in this very same day. Jesus. And that's Wisconsin as it gets, right? It is. <laughs> it really is. No, you're, 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 you're spot fucking on, man. Um, even though uh, we are just about a week into the new year. Uh, even Somebody r- has to do it in 2023, right? right. It's and, a new and year. No, 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 uh, you know, complete transparency here. You know, no, no hiding behind curtains and stuff. Russ and I batch record. So, you know, these four episodes have been recorded on the exact same day. Um, so we're recording this on January 8th. So, again, we're only a few days into the new year this here. New. This is a new dog. And here we are with another crazy fucking headline from 2023. Uh, on Sunday, just the uh, uh, a few days into the new year here, uh, Duluth Police Department responded to a report of a dangerous driver in the area. Eventually, a 41-year-old man was actually arrested uh, as the dangerous driver in question, having hit 11 cars and driving away from the scene that day. Um, He he has been charged for hitting those cars, along with other charges um, stemming from that uh, DWI. This guy's top dog. Yeah. He hit 11 cars. Thankfully, nobody was actually hurt during this joyride, but but certainly makes you scratch your head wondering, how in the fuck did someone do that type of thing? Like, that, that just... You know what? Though, it really, like, hitting it really eleven cars. You, wouldn't right? you think the police would hold them, like long enough? If nobody else was injured, if it's just uh, uh, to property, I guess they were just like on the side of the road, kind of right. thing. Like still misdemeanor. Okay. Yeah. Um, unless they somehow they might have morphed it into a felony Crazy. somehow. Crazy. Um, now there's another strange headline giving us. Uh, the the giving that one somehow a run for its money, which is crazy in in itself. But 
Um, local news outlets out of Wisconsin report that a 20-year-old woman uh, had two run-ins with the cops on the same day. So this is a double. We yeah. got two. We got two dubs. In 2023 already. All right, let's hear. What well, we that got. one's not a dub. That one was a single guy. Okay. And this one is this uh, this 20 year old woman now, who uh, the Washington County Sheriff's Office shared details that a strange and dangerous situation on their Facebook page. Um, at the same time uh, of writing that, they said uh, that that don't always you know share the details like this one does, but um, th- they feel uh, there is a lesson to be learned. So here's here's the information here. Um, According to their post, it all started around 3 in the morning when a deputy was uh, uh, noticing uh, two vehicles traveling unusually close together uh, on uh, the interstate. The deputy noticed that the first car was swerving, driving all different speeds and going on and off the shoulder. The other car was driving close to the uh, the other vehicle, um, which raised complete red flags. Everybody for was sure. like, what like, the fuck's Yeah, happening? they're just trying to guard from the police getting them. Who basically. knows? Yeah, yeah you never sure. know. So we've had one like this, actually. We have, actually, I think, yeah. And this is happening again? Pretty common occurrence, you know, it, it would, it would, you know, in, in Wisconsin, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, to make matters worse, the deputy turned on his lights uh, and tried to get behind the first driver who was driving all over the road. The second car prevented the first For sure. one. He's a sober driver trying to block the police from getting right. the lead driver. The, the plates or the drive, yeah, everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So he's blocking. He's playing fucking defense on this shit. Eventually, both cars were actually pulled over, uh, and the situation started to make sense. The second driver um, was, a, was a man, and he was following the first car, which was driven by the, uh, his stepdaughter, actually. Um, he told the deputy that she was arrested earlier in the day for drunk driving, and he had taken her back to her vehicle so she could drive home. Stupid. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, that alcohol is not metabolized through the system yet, so she is still fucking cranked, man. Um, the wildest part about the story, uh, he was worried about his stepdaughter driving home safely and was trying to block the cop from pulling her over. Why didn't you just bring her in the car with him? Right. That makes no leave sense. Leave the car. Leave yeah, the fucking sure. car. Who, who cares if you get a ticket, man? It's not worth the DUI. Yeah. It's even worse. And plus now obstructing an officer. Right. So now he's literally trying to play defense and, and you know, worried for uh, her getting a second uh, OWI. Um, as for the stepdaughter, she lives in Milwaukee. Uh, the Washington County Sheriff's Office said she field, uh, failed field sobriety tests um, and was again arrested for OWI with another one pending. So we've got the first one pending. Second OWI is still actually listed as the first OWI like we had on the previous show. Um, everything's just sort of got to go through the court for, system yeah, in order yeah. for it to really pan out here. But um, the story is absolutely wild uh, and actually really sad. Like... Um, the, the fact that the, the 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 stepfather was that stupid. I mean, is, at the same nuts. time, like he's trying to protect his stepdaughter, which I find is pretty rad. But at the same time, like, dude, sh- like you should just put her in your passenger seat and took her home instead. Well, that was the right? easier way of doing it, right? right? Um, that's a better way to protect somebody, right? Um, so anyway, we we've got the situation at hand here. Um, we got we got stepdaughter, stepfather protection. We got another guy too. Hit eleven cars. The question that I have for you is. Because I'm going to focus only on the, the you're, two you're a talking day. About two, two OWIs. I'm only going to ta- I'm only going to go about these are on the both two a day. early in 2023 here. Yeah, the guy hitting 11 cars and the stepdaughter and stepfather. Right. So what do we but got? I'm going to focus primarily on the two a day here uh, with the 20 okay. year old woman from Milwaukee. Okay. And underage too, by the way. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So not only is she getting tickets for underage drinking, DUI. now DUI one and two, and then also. Um, probably obstructing. She's probably going to get hit with that as well. For um, 
protective stepdad making a right. foolish mistake trying to protect and very, like getting very, obstruction of justice. <laughs> very stupid. Jesus Christ. Um, so the one thing that I'm that I'm saying is, how are we going to calculate this? Are we going to say we just are we going to go rope for the daughter? In, we got to go for the daughter. I know, but are we going to go for the rope? And say OWI one and two. What was the number for the first one? I mean, both are double DUIs one day, so right. we can we can kind of group them together. I think they're both pretty close, right? I mean, if we go based on only the second OWI, she's going to be lighter than she was on the first one because yeah. she's been sitting in jail. Yeah. Um. So we got to balance the two out. So I think we, we got to balance the two. So we out. got like what you're thinking, like a sixteen and a nine, and comparing those in the middle, right. and then like twenty something, maybe like a twenty four. You think a 24 total between yeah. the two, like adding them up? Yeah. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I think you kind of got to go that route because there's no other way to do it. Because right. even the guy in the beginning, like, he was drunk as shit when he hit 11 cars, but then he drove out of the police station in his own car right. and got another one. So I think I think it's safe to say a 24 loco. Is that what you're thinking between the two days? I think so. I think so. I think, yeah. Eric, we need to... And again, we're just focusing on the 20, 20 year old woman who got the two... Um, the, the other one, the other one, kind of fits in though, because they're both in 2023. Right. Double DUIs, one day, kind of. thing. But if I'm if I'm talking about the other guy, he's way higher than 24. You think so? He's mashed into 11 cars. He's <laughs> dude. He's floating on a different fucking level, so bro. We, <laughs> he thought he could fucking go through cars. So we get man. we get a balance between a 24 and a 30 for going that route, right? right? right. So okay, so we're going 24 local on yeah. the girl, and then maybe a 30 local on the dude. Right? Yeah, yeah. So you want to sound that gavel, Eric? Law and order, that oh, bitch. You do it. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.